Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't it good to feel the presence of the Lord in his house tonight? Amen. Thankful for what the Lord is doing. What a great Holy Ghost touch that we've experienced. And I'm expecting God to do great things in the remainder of this service. As was mentioned earlier, I want to welcome all of our guests tonight. Thank you for being at Bethlehem Church. Can you welcome our guests one more time? Thank you for coming to the house of the Lord to worship Him. Amen. I'm glad I'm in an apostolic church where we still preach and teach the apostles' doctrine, repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It's the best thing that will ever happen in your life. Do I have any witnesses here? Hallelujah. Amen. The book of Psalms, chapter number 23, verse number 4. The book of Ezekiel, chapter number 37. Amen. Please, if you are planning on going on the men's fishing trip later in the year, they'd like to meet with you after service. That'll be on my left, your right. They're going to have a very brief meeting. Make sure that you are aware of all that's going on. And so please meet with them after service tonight. I believe next Sunday at 4.15, there is a meeting for all of the media team. And so please remember that. We get a lot of reports. Uh, I, when I travel, I've been out of the country three or four times this year. And every time I go, I peep the pastors and people from the churches say that they watch our services online. And uh, that is a big that is a, a big thing that we need to continue to do in reaching people. And so we want you, if you can, if you're part of the media team or are interested in being part of the media team, next Sunday at 4.15 there will be a meeting about that. Amen. Psalms chapter number 23 and verse number 4. And then to Ezekiel chapter number 37 and verse number 1. And I'm using the same text that I used this morning. Psalms chapter 23, yea, though I walk. Can you say that next word with me? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. I'm planning on going through my trials. Amen. I'm planning on going through. Ezekiel 37, 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were, Mary, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring you up 
and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bones. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. And I've gone through about five different sermon titles. Brother Zach, the leader of our media team, came into the office and I told him, I said, I don't, I got a title and I don't like it. And we'll change it. I don't like the one I got now, to be honest with you. But I'm going to preach it anyway. I want to talk to you for a little while tonight about speaking life. I'm going to speak life. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm going to speak life. Look at somebody else and tell them, I'm going to speak life. Lord, I pray that you would anoint me to preach, anoint our ears to hear. Oh, Holy Ghost, move in this place. I bind every power of darkness that would try to hinder the move of your spirit, and I take dominion and authority over it by the power of the Word of God and by the name of Jesus. And God, I pray, Lord, that your anointing would come upon the ear to hear. I pray, God, let the power of your spirit rest on this congregation. I ask you, God, to open heaven above this building tonight and let the angels of the Lord come down and minister to people. I pray, God, that the Holy Ghost would move in this place. I bind disease and sickness and discouragement and depression I bind the powers of darkness that would try to hinder what you're doing in this place. And God, I loose the power of your word in the mouth of your people. God, not just to hear what I say, but I pray an anointing on your people to open their mouth and speak the words of life over their family, over their life, over their circumstance, over their community, over their city. And I loose the wind of the Spirit of God to move in this place tonight. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. The vivid prophecy of Ezekiel has been often preached about. This is the second sermon today from the same passage. The mental images inspired by the prophet's words are stirring to my soul. 
the thought of bones moving across the valley to join with the specific partner bone that it had been connected to in life fills my imagination. The amazing juxtaposition of the first two verses of Ezekiel 37 and the 10th verse is striking. At the beginning, it's a valley full of bones and they're very dry. But by the time the 10th verse comes around, those same bones are no longer dead and dry, but now they're living and standing and an active army moving and breathing and living for God. When Ezekiel arrives on the scene, there's death and discouragement. But within just a few verses, what was dead is now alive. And what was destroyed is now restored. The dead, dry bones are now an army, mobile and working and moving for God. There were a couple of things specifically that God told Ezekiel to do. In Ezekiel 37 and 4, he said, and I quote, Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. God told the prophet to prophesy to the bones. He told the bones specifically, tell the bones to hear the word of the Lord. This is, to me, an interesting commandment because in the flesh and in the natural, it seems silly and hopeless. Bones don't have ears. Dead, dry bones certainly can't listen to a man's voice. There are three bones in the ear, but bones don't have ears. The ability to hear sound is a process. Sound waves enter the outer ear and travel through the narrow passageway called the ear canal. The ear canal leads to the eardrum. The eardrum vibrates and the incoming sound waves send these vibrations and these three tiny bones in the middle ear begin to amplify the sound. They send them on to a structure in your ear that's filled with fluid. And that fluid begins to ripple, forming tiny microscopic waves. And those waves begin to move little microscopic hair cells, causing them to move up and down. And these microscopic moving hairs cause tiny pores to open. And chemicals move into those pores that create an electrical charge. And that electrical charge travels from your nervous system to your brain and tells your brain what you're hearing. And all of that happens in a moment. But, but bones don't have ears. Did I already lose you all on that? Bones don't have ears. Look, if you're waiting for the good part, I don't, it don't get any better than this. This is all we got tonight, okay? I'm almost done preaching already, I think. I hope. Amen. Bones don't have ears. How silly is it to stand out in a valley and look at a bunch of dead, dry bones and tell something that doesn't have an ear to hear the word of the Lord. 
But sometimes you have to speak to things that are dead, whether you think they can hear you or not. Sometimes you just have to open your mouth and release the word of God on your situations, on your trials, on your problems, on your discouragement, on your life. You just got to open your mouth even when it looks like it can't hear. Oh, God, sometimes God tells us to do something that seems impossible just on the chance that we will release our faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. You'll never see anything without faith. And you'll never have faith unless you open your mouth and speak the word of God. Hallelujah. Do you have any dry bones in your life? Do you have any circumstances in your life that look impossible and hopeless and dead? Do you know any people that you wish would get right with God, but they're so far that they seem dead and hopeless? I've come to tell you that the Word of God says prophesy to the dry bones. Speak the Word. Speak the Word over your marriage. Speak the Word over your children. Speak the Word over your finances. Speak the word over your city. Speak to the dry bones. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody got anything in your life that feels impossible? Anybody got anything that feels hopeless? Anybody got someone in your life that seems so far away that there's no way that they'll ever come back? And the more you try to talk to them, the more dead they seem. But I got the news from the Word of God to tell you that you need to open your mouth and you need to begin to prophesy to the dry bones. Amen. Those bones laying in the valley didn't hear anything at that moment. But by the time God got through, they were an army standing up. And I speak to you tonight and command you by the word of the God of the Lord to begin talking to the things in your life. Addiction, you got to get out of my mind. You got to get out of my heart. Spirit of this world, you got to get out of my soul. You got to leave me. I'm prophesying to the dead things in my life. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to push us into what seems impossible. I'm trying to press us into a place where the miracles happen and signs and wonders happen and people you never dreamed would get a breakthrough. Walk down that aisle and come to this altar, but you got to open your mouth and speak to it. Somebody ought to do it right now. Somebody's got something in your mind that you've been hoping for. You need to open your mouth and speak it right now. Oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I'm preaching right now. Look, I'm preaching right now in the middle of a wicked generation. There's never been a more wicked generation than the one there is right now. Amen. I can, I can prove that because there's never been as big a population as there is right now. There's more perverts now than there's ever been. There's more drunks now than there's ever been. There's more drug addicts than there's ever been. There's more sinners now than there's ever been. You may look at that and say, we might as well give up hope. But I look at that and I see a world that's getting ready to want everything we've got in this place right now. They want what we've got. They want to be able to lift their hands with joy and not dread tomorrow. I prophesy to this community, it's going to break free from addiction. 
I prophesy to this nation a wave of revival. It may never hit D.C. and it may never hit Hollywood, but it's going to hit the streets and the schools and the workplaces. It's going to sweep through our churches and through our communities. Oh, ye dry bones, I'm preaching to 2022 America. Hear the word of the Lord. It seems impossible, but God said preach it. It seems unlikely, but God said say it. I feel something about to break on God's people. I'm not, pre- I'm not preaching anything new, Bishop. This message has been preached in this church for 76 years. You preached it. Your daddy preached it. God knows how many evangelists have preached it. I know good and well I preached at least six sermons from this same passage of Scripture. This is not anything new, but it's a word from God for your life, for your family, for your situations. The devil wants to shut you up, but God wants you to open your mouth. The devil wants you to quiet down, but God wants you to speak up. The power of death and life is in your tongue. Oh, ye dry bones, hear ye the word of the Lord. I wonder. Man, I wonder. Bishop Wilson, I hate to look stupid. Man, I hate to look dumb. I hate to look like I've lost my mind. Man, when I, I, I remember, I'm not even going to go there because that will just make me feel dumber. I, I, I hate to feel like an idiot. I can't imagine what Ezekiel felt like in that valley surrounded by a bunch of bones. No ears in sight. No ears anywhere. Just bones everywhere. Dead, dry bones. And he's standing out there in the middle of it. Oh, ye dry bones. Hear ye the word of the Lord. God said, God told me to tell you, dry bones, that I'm going to cause breath to come into you, thus saith the Lord. And you're going to live. The bones didn't hear a word of it. They don't have ears. They didn't hear not one word of it. And he keeps on going. And God says, he's going to cause Ligaments and tendons to come on you. And flesh and organs. And then he's going to cover you with skin. And then he's going to put breath in you. And you're going to live and know that he's God. Not a single ear in the whole valley. No ears but his own. But the power for the miracle was not in the bones. The power for the miracle was in the Word of God. The power for a breakthrough is not in the person you're praying for. It's in the God you're praying to. you got to open your mouth and speak the Word. you got to walk through your house and say, this is a revival house. This isn't going to be a house of fighting anymore. This isn't going to be a house of pornography anymore. This isn't going to be a house of rebellion anymore. This is going to be a house of revival. you just got to walk 
The sheetrock can't hear it. The floor can't hear it. The ceiling can't hear it. But the power is in the Word. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. I'm talking about how to get your dead situations alive. I would, you know what I wish somebody do right now? I wish somebody just take the dare. To not just listen to a sermon and clap your hands to a sermon. I don't care if you stand, sit, raise your hand, or clap. If you don't do something with the word and you go home, this is just a waste of time. It's nothing but a little spiritual exercise that we get a little heart rate pump and then we go. And, but when you begin to take it home and you speak to her, somebody ought to open your mouth right now and say, God, I release your power over my marriage. I release your power over my family. I release your power over. If you're struggling at work, I pray right now. You open your mouth. I pray revival over Ashley Furniture. I pray revival over Walmart Wherever you work at. Thus saith the Lord, preach, prophesy to the bones. And I feel something right now. Amen. I'm telling somebody right now, set your alarm five minutes early and you go sit in the parking lot of where you work. And you don't go in there and drink coffee with everybody. You sit in that parking lot and you begin to prophesy over that place of business, over that place where you work. And say, God, I'm loosing a revival in this place. I'm loose. It may seem impossible, but you got to prophesy to the bones or they'll never move. you got to open your mouth and speak the word. Oh, God. Hallelujah. And then you begin to speak the word. And when you speak the word, look what happens. Bone starts coming together. Bone to his bone. Everything gets in order. Amen. It was bone to his bone. It wasn't John's ankle connected to Dylan's kneecap, connected to Bobby's femur. It wasn't bones. It wasn't random and out of order. When God's word begins to move in a situation, not only do things begin to move, but they begin to come into divine alignment and order. And when the bone came together to his bone, all of a sudden something began to happen. The flesh began to come. The sinews began to come. The skin began to come. It's almost like they were waiting for everything to get in alignment the right way. And when everything got in alignment, it released a supernatural anointing for healing. You know what will happen in this place? When we all come into alignment for revival, there's things we've been waiting for that God's just going to send it. How about you folks? You want to hear it over here? I'm saying when we come in alignment with the Spirit of God, it begins to release things on the body. There's blessings for this body. There's healing for this body. There's revival for this body. But it's when we come into alignment in the Spirit. That's why we preach the Word, to get all the bones in order. Those bones didn't know to ask for flesh. 
Those bones didn't know to ask for skin. Those bones didn't know to ask for, for, for sinew. But when the word of God began to move, everything the body needed got into place. There might be some things we need, but we don't need the, that as bad as we need to come into unity and alignment for God's purpose. The most important thing we can do is have revival and a move of the spirit. And look, you guys, you guys know. I had somebody tell me, I had somebody tell me this morning, I'm glad you're preaching. They said, do we have a guest tonight? I said, no. They said, well, good, I'm glad you're preaching. So if you know anything, you know I don't feel it has to be me that's running the show. You understand that? I have enough guest preachers, you know I don't think it has to be me doing the preaching. But the reason we preach is to get the body in alignment. And you know what we want more than anything? We need revival. This city needs revival. This nation needs revival. It's not coming by politicians. It wouldn't matter if Trump got elected 10 times. He's not the answer. It doesn't matter what party gets elected. They're not the answer. The answer is revival. It's a move of the Spirit. It's the Word of God. If, if I was in the mood to be a smart aleck, if I was in the mood to be a smart aleck, and I'm really not, I would say that if Christians posted as much about Jesus as they did politicians. More people know him. We got to get an alignment, folks. I lost you right there. You're mad at me now, aren't you? Go ahead and be mad. What I'm telling you is the truth. It's about Jesus. We need a move of the Holy Ghost. We need revival. We need revival. This world needs revival. We got to come into alignment. I don't care who's singing. I don't care who's preaching. I don't care who's doing anything as long as God moves. And I don't have time to get mad at you. I don't have time to get out of alignment with my brother. Because if the bones become disjointed, then the, then the body can't get what, it's need, what it needs. So what we got to do is quit having these little snipes back and forth and little personality conflicts. Put it under the blood and go on and just have church. It's not about personality. It's about a move in the Spirit of God. We got to come into alignment so God can release healing on the body. I wish somebody shout right now. I feel it. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. There, there's, man, I, 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 here we go. So here's what he said. Listen, listen to this. I'm beyond that. You don't want me to back up. Ezekiel 37, 9, then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy unto the wind. Now, later on in this chapter, it specifically says that the wind is the spirit, Okay. So when he says prophesy to the wind, what he's saying is you tell the Spirit of God. Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man. And say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come. It didn't only say pray prophesy to the bones he said you also open your mouth and you prophesy to the wind and tell the wind to come and breathe upon the slain so that they may live he said preacher i'm giving you permission 
to tell my spirit to come into this place and to move in this place. It's one thing to tell a whole bunch of dead, dry bones what to do. But when God gives you the authority to begin to tell the spirit to move, that means you've got the authority, sister, to whatever you want to see the spirit revive in your life. You say, Holy Ghost, touch this man. Holy Ghost, touch this child. Holy Ghost, move in this place. You have to learn that God wants you to tell the spirit to move. Holy Ghost, I'm praying that you begin to move through the halls of the White House. I pray you move through the halls of the Poor House. I pray you move through the walls of the Drug House. I pray you move through my house. God, I pray your spirit touch my children with the power of your spirit to anoint them. Oh God, I pray your spirit move in this young man's life in such a way that he's never going to be the same again. God, I pray in the name of the Lord, move in this young man. I pray the Spirit of the Lord to touch him. You got to begin to. T- Did I take it too far for you? Do you have enough faith to talk to bones, but not enough faith to look to heaven and say, God, send revival and send it here? Hey, look, we, we, I, I'm thankful for what God's doing here, Bishop. I am. And I know we got people from several different churches that you don't have church on Sunday night, and so you're here. Let me tell you that you can have the authority to release the anointing of revival in your church and release it in your city. You have the authority by the Word of God to speak it. Somebody ought to begin saying it over their family right now. Some of you have backslidden uncles and cousins and nieces and nephews that have been away from God for years. You ought to open your mouth right now and say, Holy Ghost, you go down that street to that house right there. So I've come to lay a mandate. I've come tonight to lay a mandate on this church. Number one, I want you to start speaking to the dry bones of your generation. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by what you see. Don't be intimidated by what's going on in the world. Don't be intimidated by all the mess that's happening out there. Don't let all the stuff going on politically and socially intimidate you out of opening your mouth. You open your mouth and you speak life over your family. You open your mouth and you speak life over your children, over yourself. God, in the name of Jesus, I will walk in victory. I will walk in dominion. I will walk in the power of the Spirit. My children will live for you. I know the odds are against this generation, but I'm going to tell you. Oh, God, I feel something. I'm on a message board with a bunch of sports fans. And, and, all, and they do a lot of talking about how bad this generation is and how bad young people are and all this. My God, I wish I could get all those heathens. And trust me, that's what most of them are. I wish I could get, could get those, those heathens. I wish I could talk clear first. And after that, I wish I could get those heathens to come in here and look at these apostolic young people. If you could see these young people here all day long. They're here all day long playing music, praying, talking. They're here, they'll be here tomorrow night 
and they'll be here Tuesday and Wednesday, and they'll be at life groups on Thursday and Friday. I wish you, I'm going to tell this generation something. I don't care what the world says about your generation. You are a revival generation. You are a Holy Ghost people. You are not like this world. You are not like this world. You are different, and you're anointed, and you speak life. Speak it. So I'm laying a mandate on this church to speak life to dead, dry bones. And I'm asking this church to make sure you don't get out of joint with each other. We need bone to his bone. We need to be in alignment with each other. If you start to have issues with each other, don't just let it go and don't just brush it off. Work it out. Pray it out. Pray that God give you a right spirit. Amen. Don't render evil for evil. Somebody treats you bad, you treat them good. Somebody talks bad about you, you talk good about them. You don't render evil for evil. You step up and let the Holy Ghost make you act like a Holy Ghost filled person. Don't descend to the level of ungodliness. We need to have bone. Come on, did I lose you on that one? Did I lose you there? We need to have bone to his bone so God can release healing over the body. And then I want to ask you to begin to pray that the Spirit of God move in ways that we've never seen before. In places we never dreamed he would move. On people that we never dreamed he would move. Prophesy to the wind. Did I out-preach? Did I out-preach you tonight? Or do you got a little bit left? I only got one more point. That's all I got. You got time for one more? You got time for one more? You got time, you got time for one more. How about you? All right. The Bible said, throw, throw verse number 10 up for me, please, if you will. Verse number 10. I'm still not crazy about my title. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived. Is that where it stopped? No. What's the next phrase? And they stood up. Nobody had to tell them to stand up. Ezekiel would have to say, come on, everybody, stand up. Come on, everybody, respond. When the Spirit came in them, it was automatic for them to get in motion and get moving. Please don't tell me you're full of the Holy Ghost and not do anything to further the kingdom and to reach souls. Please don't tell me you're full of the Holy Ghost and never come to the prayer room and never come to the altar and never invite anybody to church and never clap your hands and never stand and never worship. When the Spirit came on them, nobody had to tell them, tell them to respond. They just automatically responded because the Spirit came in them. God, let your Spirit come in your church. God, let your Spirit come in your church. God, let your Spirit come in your people. Stand up, stand up. Stand up. Get in motion for God. I've told you all the story. And if you're, this is your first time here, you got, I, I don't apologize. But if you've heard this story, 
I, before, I, we, I, I've told you before about when I was a little boy at camp meeting. We had an elderly gentleman that, that fell out on the floor. And there were several nurses and doctors in the congregation. And, and they could tell what was, they could tell that there was a disturbance. And so they came over and they felt his pulse. And they said that he's got no pulse. And they began doing CPR and trying to revive him. The campground was out in the boondocks. And so they called an ambulance. It took them about 10 minutes to get there. When they got there, there was no pulse. During all that time, the camp evangelist come up and said, well, how old is he? Well, he's 65. He's lived long enough. And he turns and walks away. But the church got to praying. And his name was Brother Hornbeck. And Brother Hornbeck was laying there, and the nurses and the doctors had pumped his chest, and they had tried to get him back for, for 10 minutes or more. They tried to get, and there's no pulse, and there's nothing that happens, but the church begins to pray. And when the church prayed, that man opened his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, he didn't just stay laying down. He got up. Because you don't have to tell somebody to get up when life comes into them. You don't have to force people to move when life gets in them. God put enough life in me to make me move. Oh, come on. Somebody ought to speak life over your family. You ought to speak life over your worship. So, come on. I shouldn't have had to say it, but I'm going to say it. Stand with me. I was hoping I didn't have to go there. I was hoping I wouldn't have to. There's miracles waiting. There's miracles waiting on your mouth to move. There's miracles waiting on you to speak to the bones and speak to the wind. Come on, here's what we're going to do to close this service. I'm going to give it back to Bishop Wilson. He can do anything he wants. He can always do anything he wants. He doesn't need my permission to do whatever he wants. But I still give it. We're getting ready. But, but here's what I want to do. I want us to think about the things that we really want to see God do. The people we really want to see God touch. The souls we really want to see come into this altar. The lives we really want to see turned around. The things in our life that we really want to see changed. And I want you to speak it out. Can you do that? Are you ready to speak life? And then once you speak to the dead things, I want you to begin to look your eyes to heaven and begin to ask the Spirit of God, Lord, go move in that situation. God, come touch this person. God, come save this young man. Whatever it is, I want you to open your mouth. Can you do it? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to speak life? Come on, open your mouth and begin to declare it in the word of the Lord. Begin to declare it over your family. Begin to declare it over your home, over your children, over your church, over your people, over your school, over your community, over your mom, over your dad, over your brother, over your sister, over your son, over your daughter, your nieces, your nephews, your cousins, your aunts. You got to open your mouth and speak life in Jesus' name.
if you've got areas of your life that you need victory, you ought to speak. God, I'm, not, I'm talking to that dead part of my soul. Hear the word of the Lord. I speak life into my spirit. Over my mind. Hallelujah. Come on, speak to those things and then look your eyes toward heaven and say, Holy Ghost, come on here. Wind of God, breathe into this place. Wind of God, breathe into my family. Wind of God, breathe into our community. Come on, y'all, you got to open your mouth and say it. Wind of God, move in Bethlehem. Move in Marshall County. Move in North Mississippi. Wind of God, shake our community with your presence. Lord, live, live, drive on to the Lord. 
feel? Feel better? All you have to do is speak it out. Oh, yes. Speak it. In Jesus' name. My, 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 my. What a great word we've heard again tonight. Lord, help us. I'm encouraged. How about you? I'm encouraged. Yes, 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 yes. God, give us that power to speak it out. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Don't forget Wednesday night service. Let's come back having a good time. Let's do something different right now. Let's do something very different. I, I, I asked this years ago, I think, sometime at a church service or, or so. But uh, we, uh, we pretty much know each other here, don't we? Now, there's a lot of guests here tonight that we don't know. And I tell you what I want you to do tonight. You don't have to do this every night. Think about it just a minute. But don't say a word to anybody that you know until you speak to three people you don't know. You got that? You got that? And then you can talk to your clan or your group or whatever. Speak to three people you don't know before you...